Welcome everyone to Coaching in Session. My name is Michael Reardon and I'll be your mindset coach today. And today we're going to be talking about the levels of integrity. Now, when we think about integrity, what do we think? We think about, okay, am I keeping my word? Am I doing the right thing? Is my moral compass straight? And sometimes people just get into the habit of lying. The thing about lying is when you lie, you have to remember that lie. Otherwise, down the road, if you say the truth, because it's easier to know the truth, now you're trying to figure out what you said a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, and we can get out of that if we can have high integrity. Because when people look at you, when people judge you, it's not going to be so much on your looks all the time, your stature all the time. It's going to be about, can they trust you? What is your character? So we're going to be diving into that blog today. So stay tuned for that. If you're new to the channel or podcast, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to share this video and or audio. Now, going straight into what is integrity, we're going to have to look at the blog. So let's get into that. So, of course, if you're new to the channel, you're going to head over to RevanConcepts.com. Then you're going to go over to the resources tab, click blog, and then the most recent blog will be on top. And that is going to be the tune-up series, part 33, the levels of integrity. Now, when I created this tune-up series, it was going to be helping people who have already received coaching from me, people who have already went through a mindset journey, and or some personal development self-help process where now they're just looking for some quick tune-ups. And that's what the tune-up series is. It's a tune-up to help you get back on track because we all might know what to do, but if we don't have something that can keep us in line, it's very difficult to make sure we're always making forward progress because it's easy to stop doing something. For example, going to the gym. Now, you might have got in shape, did everything you want to do, but then now you're slowly starting to decline going to the gym. Now, before you know it, you're out of shape again. Same thing in relationships. If you're in a relationship, you do all this work in the beginning for this relationship to be prosperous and to thrive, but then something happens and now everything is just normal and regular. And you don't do things to make things spicy or new. Everything is just stagnant. So even though things are going good, even though things are not bad, how can we make sure we continue to do the things that we're supposed to do, the levels of integrity? Because it's not so much about having a strong moral compass or being honest, but it helps us understand we need to stay on the track to better each day. So tomorrow is going to be better than today. And it's not so much that I'm going to look into the future and just hope the future is better. This is going to be certain. If I do everything I'm supposed to today, then of course my tomorrow is going to be stronger. And there's going to be times when you don't want to do something. There's going to be times when you would rather be on your phone and procrastinate But don't allow those times to be your defining factors because if you're having a good time on your phone, have a good time, right? We're not trying to say you can't be on your phone, but what we are trying to say is don't allow your phone to take away from the time you should be doing other things that are going to be more beneficial to tomorrow or right now. 
So getting into the levels of integrity, the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles and moral uprightness, right? So we want to be of a character that is going to be someone who is looked at as trustworthy, honest, disciplined, all of those things are going to help us be a better person. And I remember, this is a story I think about quite often, because when you're younger, you get in trouble quite often or quite some bit. And maybe you're lucky you didn't get that. But for me, it was always something. I remember one time I was at my first job, I was working as a dietary aide in a nursing home, and I was on sink duty, so I had to wash all the dishes. What I did was I washed the dishes, but then there was like a clog on the bottom. So instead of me trying to get all the food out, I said, okay, I'm going to stick a knife into the drain, which is probably not the smartest thing, but it worked for the water to go down the drain. So the water went down the drain. Guess who walks by? The supervisor, my boss. And he's like, who put this knife in there? I could have lied. I could have said it was this person. I don't know who did it. But I owned up to it. I said it was me. And he asked me why. And I explained why I did it. And he just looked at me and he just walked away, (laughs) which was funny because what I was expecting was him to say, well, don't do that again. He just gave me that look of not doing it again. And I never did it again, though. But it's one of those things where I was honest and he was like, "Okay, I'm going to just walk away. It's not going to happen again. And it never happened again. And we had multiple events like that through throughout my work experience with him as my supervisor. Great supervisor. Great guy. He always had my back. I always told him the truth. And if I didn't tell him the truth, he wouldn't have my back. He was that type of person. Many people are that type of people. The moment you go on a road of lying and negativity, people are going to shy away from that. But if you're honest and straight as an arrow, people are going to have your back. People are going to know what you stand for. And it even gets to the point where if someone talks bad about me, someone says something about me at the workplace, people know, not Michael, that's not him, because they know me, because my character was so pronounced. So the levels of integrity go into that. And then if we go down a little bit, there's going to be three mandatory areas that we're going to be looking at. So number one is keeping commitments to others and ourselves. Two, be true to one's principles. And three, be true to yourself. Now I'm just going to break those down. And of course, in the blog, they break it down even more. But we're just going to talk about these three mandatory areas right now. So when we're talking about keeping commitments, we're talking about staying true to a word. For example, if I commit to someone saying I'm going to be here at a certain time, that is my commitment to the person. Now, of course, I can have a flat tire. I can have a family emergency. There's so many things that can get in the way of my commitment. But at the same time, I'm not going to let my commitment fall through because of an emergency. And of course, sometimes I'm not able to do that because life happens and things happen, but I do my best to make sure I can facilitate any problem that comes my way. So my commitments to people or myself, I have to stay true to that because if I don't, that's when things start to go wrong. Because if I just say, okay, I'm going to do something and I don't do it, what happens? Eventually I go into a bad habit type of routine where 
well, I don't have to do it because I didn't do it before. Or if I showed up late and there was no repercussions, then I think it's okay to show up late. So I have to stay true to my commitments. And for people who don't stay true to their commitments, they're going to have some struggles in life, whether it be in their relationship or just their own personal life. We have to make sure that we hold true to our commitments. And then in our second area, we have to be true to our principles. Now, the principles that you have are going to be unique to you. In the blog, I go down some principles. So if you don't know what a principle is or what your principle is, it's in the blog for you to read. So one of my principles is going to be honesty, right? I like to be honest, right? I like to make sure I'm giving people the best service and I'm not trying to cheat people, right? Because in my business, of course, people have to pay for a service, but then I also have free things like this podcast and the YouTube channels and the motivational videos. There's many alternatives that you can get some high quality coaching and advice and wisdom without having to pay. But for the people who do pay, I do make sure that I'm able to have principles in place where it's like, okay, how would I want to be treated? And if I'm paying someone for a service, what would I want from them? And my coaching experience is unique when it comes to helping people. I don't like to be hounded. That's just me. And my coaching reflects that. I don't hound people. I allow people to have a open schedule with me. I have a revolving schedule. So if you meet with me on Monday, it doesn't mean we meet again next Monday. It means we can meet in two weeks, in three weeks, but it has to be within the month. So I give people one month to figure out their life, right? They have 31 days, to figure out their life, and I'm not hounding them every single day. Now, I will tell people I'm going to check in on you. If I don't tell you I'm going to check in on you, then I'm expecting you to be honest. Now, I only tell people I'm going to check in on them when they're doing something that needs to be checked in on. For example, if they're going on a diet, I'm going to check in on you to make sure that diet's going well. But if this is going to be a regular session, a regular tune-up, then we're going to say, hey, I'm going to talk to you in the next session. But if you need me, I'm available for you. And that's so important because I make myself available for all my clients. They can send me a text and I'm going to get back to it. Now, it might not be that minute, might not be that hour, might even not be that day, depending on how busy I am. But I will always get back to you. I always get back to my clients. And that is so important to have someone there no matter what. And that is why I enjoy my coaching so much because I can help people. I don't have to hound people and people can come to me when they're ready because sometimes people are not ready and sometimes people don't even know that they're ready. So it's like, I'm not going to go to people saying, hey, you're supposed to be great. You're supposed to be amazing. It's like yelling at a seed to say, you're supposed to be a flower. We have to understand that things take time. A good body takes time. A good mind takes time. Good discipline takes time. And when we build on that concept of time, it's like the building blocks. And every single time we go, 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 we're getting better. And as long as we're making forward progress, that's a good thing, right? We want to make forward progress. We want to keep on becoming better and stronger, but we can't do it in the manner of shying people away from getting to better. 
So that's what I make sure to try to do in one of my principles. And then the third mandatory area is going to be making sure you're true to yourself because there's going to be some accountability that has to be there, right? Because if I was a coach and let's say I was out of shape, I'm not saying that you can't be out of shape, right? Because if you're out of shape, hey, you're out of shape, right? You might not have the time, excuse. You might not have the knowledge, excuse. I mean, there's going to be excuses, right? Now, of course, you might have a valid reason, just like how you might have a valid reason for having a flat tire and being late for a meeting. Hey, everyone is different. If I have a flat tire and I'm late for a meeting, that's on me. It's not on the car. It's not on the nail. It's not on the tire. It's me. I'm the person who was late. Now, of course, do I apologize? That's up to the person, right? Because you could say, sorry for, you know, I'm late. I had a flat tire. That's an excuse. If I'm late, I own it. Easy. I was late. Thank you for waiting for me. Simple. Now, if they didn't wait for me, hey, I'm late. What did I miss? It's just a difference. This is just a mindset. But I don't allow excuses to define me. I don't say, oh, the reason why my life is so hard is because Bob got the promotion and I didn't get the promotion. Oh, the reason why my life is so hard is because things are so expensive. There's so many excuses we can give ourselves every single day. Oh, I don't want to wake up on time because I went to bed late. Oh, I don't want to go to the gym because then I'll be sweaty. Oh, I don't want to eat well because I like hamburgers. Whatever your excuse is, right? It has to have some type of backing. And as long as you could be honest with yourself, and if you're overweight, say you're overweight. If you're underweight, say you're underweight. If you have a problem, say you have a problem, because then our subconscious mind can start working. Because if we just lie and lie and lie and think our body or our brain or our peer group or the people who see us every single day don't see something is wrong, guess what? Society is not going to protect you forever. Yeah, you can be called big and beautiful, or you can be called cute, that's just going to be a cover-up if it's not really true. And I'm not over here to being image consulted. That's Kevin Samuel's job. But for me, I'm over here saying, if you want something in life, we can go get it. And if you don't want a good body, don't get one. If you don't want a good career, good job, or a fat bank account, don't get one. That is your choice, is your prerogative. And many people feel like in coaching, they have to always reach for the top of the food chain almost where they want to be that one percent but they're not willing to do the one percent work so i ask people how much do you want to do because you might be happy in the top 30 percent and that's fine right is that complacency that's a lifestyle right because if you're happy with a certain lifestyle you don't have to go be the one percent and live in that type of lifestyle or world now of course you can make that type of money and still live a lifestyle of a 30 percenter, but you just have to figure out what you want in your life. So let's get into the other areas of the level of integrity. So the next four areas we're going to be talking about is going to be the four areas dependent on the individual. And the first area is going to be transparency. The second one is going to be accountability. The third is going to be participation. And then the fourth is going to be anti-corruption. Of course, I want everyone to understand this. I go into detail into each of these areas. So if you're having a hard time understanding what these areas are, or if you're driving right now and you can't write down these areas, 
revenconcepts.com. And then of course, backslash blog, backslash the levels of integrity, right? Of course, this is going to be a way for you to figure out, okay, am I being true to myself? Am I following the right path? This is going to be a guide for you to determine that from start to finish. And then you are going to have a good representation if you're doing the right thing. Now, what do you do if you're not doing the right thing? Do you get coaching? It's up to you. Do you start putting in the work? Do you start getting rid of the things that don't help you? It's up to you. You have to figure out what works for you. And in these next four areas, we have to, number one, be transparent. We have to understand everything that we have on our plate. This is not a secret. We know our life. We know what we don't want. We know what we like. And many people go through life not doing what they love. And they just do the things that get them through. Because they might find a job that pays the bills, but it doesn't fill the soul. So they have a fat bank account, but an empty soul. How does that balance out? Because you would think we would come to some type of conclusion where, well, we have a good lifestyle, but we don't feel good in this lifestyle. How is that life meaningful? Now, of course, the people around you might be happy. They might be, oh my goodness, thanks mom, thanks dad for giving me this life. And guess what? You're suffering. You're basically being a candle for them, lighting the way, of course, which is a good aspect, right? Being the lantern that guides people. But we have a problem. And that problem is, are you going to burn yourself out before you make a difference? And many people are going to burn themselves out before they make a difference. Teachers do a great job at this and they get two months off, right? So they work 10 months religiously, two months off. Sometimes they do summer school. Summer school's not worth it for teachers. But if you are the teacher who does summer school, kudos to you. I remember one time when I was in third grade, I had to go to summer school, I think for reading because reading was never my strong suit. So I would just would always daydream in class. And all of a sudden, now I'm in summer school. I had a great time in summer school. It was a lot of fun. Met a lot of cool kids and I enjoyed it. It was like summer camp, but with education. So that is going to be one of the areas being transparent, laying everything out in front of you. The next area is going to be being accountable, right? So we talked about this a little bit in the first areas, but then we want to be accountable, right? And what a coach would do for you is be your accountability partner. And if you don't have a coach or if you can't afford a coach, find a friend, find a partner, a spouse, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, whoever, a mom or dad, right? It doesn't matter who's your accountability partner, but you ask them saying, hey, I want to do this. This is the timeline I want to do this in. And then you hold each other accountable. Now, it might just be them holding you accountable. But then at the same time, what do you do when you don't show up? You're supposed to be writing a book and you don't write the book. You're supposed to be going to the gym, but you don't go to the gym. You're supposed to be cutting back on certain foods and drinks, but you're not. Who's there to say, hey, you're not supposed to be doing that. And then if they do, how do you feel about it? Do you say, oh, well, I'm going to make up excuse. I had a rough day or things are not working out my way or I'll do it later. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next year. Those are excuses. We can't allow those excuses just to be there. So the accountability has to be there where if you have someone holding you accountable, you have to understand something. 
they're there to help you. But the thing about having someone hold you accountable is you have to be the bigger person in the sense of I'm going to hold myself more accountable. It's just easier when you have eyes on you. So if I'm watching what you're doing, I can say you're not being accountable and you can say, yeah, you're right. You're right. And you change. Sometimes you might say, yeah, you're right. And then you ignore me. And then now you're ignoring me. So I can't even say, hey, are you making sure you're doing everything? Because you don't want to be held accountable, which is understandable, right? Because then you're getting out of your comfort zone. You're going to the fear zone, the growth zone. And many people don't like it. So many people run away and they find an excuse. And then we go into our third area, which is going to be dealing with participation. And of course, if we go down to participation in our blog, we will understand, okay, well, if we're going to be participating, we're going to be participating in what, right? Now we have to participate in multiple groups, right? So are you going to participate in your own personal life, relational or societal, right? So the participation in that and the idea of, okay, I'm participating in my personal life. What am I doing for me? I'm going to the gym five days out of week. I'm working seven days a week with coaching, podcasting, interviews, everything, right? So I'm doing a lot of things personally, but then what about my relationships, right? How, how often do I talk to my siblings, my parents, my spouse, right? All of those things have to be there too, right? Participating in other people's lives. But then we go into society, right? How often do I talk to you, society, my peers, my watchers, my community? All of that plays a role. And then of course, the people around, right? The people at my local grocery store, the people who are at the local schools, right? How often do I communicate with them? How often do I participate with them? And this is an important thing because if we're thinking about participation in the sense of I'm trying to participate with these groups of people, how is my levels of integrity? Do I have a high level of integrity or a low level of integrity with these people? Some people go out and they don't want to be talked to. You go to the grocery store, you go to Starbucks, you don't want to be talked to. You want to go do what you got to do and then come home or go where you got to go. So it just depends on the person and depends on your environment. Here in the South, very friendly. You can't go out without getting a hello or howdy. It's considered rude if you look at someone and you don't say good morning or good afternoon. In Connecticut, it's appropriate. You can look at someone straight in the eye, deep down into their soul, and you have to walk right by them. Or maybe they'll give you like a little evil stare, like, what do you want, crazy? But guess what? That's Connecticut. And once you have all of those different groups, and then you're honest in each of those groups, then of course your stature, your credibility goes up, right? People are not going to say anything about Michael saying, oh, he's going around punching people in the face and yelling at people and hating on people. Now, of course, I have my opinion, but just because I have an opinion when I speak to someone who has a different opinion than I do, it doesn't mean I belittle those people. You're going to have a hard time finding evidence of me belittling a person who has a different opinion than me. Now, of course, you go on my Twitter, go on my Facebook, my Instagram. You're going to find things that are not in line with your opinion. That is perfectly fine. We have different thoughts, different beliefs, different environments. What you believe is for you. But do you stay true to that? 
Do you stay true to who you are and not pretend to be someone you're not just for the sake of people liking you? The levels of integrity go so deep and so far. And then the last area is going to be dealing with anti-corruption. And that's going to be dealing with, am I going to be honest and moral, right? I'm not going to allow someone to influence me, whether it be money, fame, stature, all of those things can be enticing in the beginning, but it can corrupt who we are. So having a recap on everything we talked about today from the levels of integrity in the blog, we are going to understand that the levels of integrity go so much more than just being honest, being deep and true to ourselves and to the people around us. It's going to be the makeup of who we become in the future because many people think they can just operate what they want right now or how they want right now and things are going to be okay. And of course, yeah, maybe they might be okay, but what is uncertain to certain? I would choose certain than uncertain most of the time, depending on what it is though. For my success, I would rather choose something that is going to be certain. And the certain is going to be a mindset though, because yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be a millionaire. I don't know if I'm going to be a billionaire, but at the same time, I can say, you know what? If I follow this path, it's uncertain that I'll be a billionaire, but the probability of me reaching that goal is going to be better. Think of if you go hiking, for example, you're going on a path and you're hoping that path is going to lead to the top. Now, of course, if you're going with an experienced person, someone who has already done it, made this journey, then of course, your likelihood of getting to the top, because that's the goal, is going to be greater. However, if you go by yourself and you just use a roadmap, you might figure out, okay, this was the wrong way. I had to do this instead. So you waste some time. And that's why coaching is so powerful because you don't have to waste so much time trying to figure things out. Things have already been walked. The paths have already been walked. And it's not so much that you're walking on the path of your coach or your mentor. It's just that they have experience being a guide. And that guiding process for you is going to help you become better. So the levels of integrity that you hold have to be in line with the guide that you have. Because if you don't have a guide that's going to be honest and truthful to you, and you can't be honest and truthful to you, it's not going to work somewhere down the line. So you want to make sure you find someone who's going to be helping you, of course, getting to where you want to be. But then also, you have to make sure that you're doing the work too. Because I can't make a person change. What I can do is influence change. What I can do is corral your way of thinking, your mind, your behaviors into a manner that's going to be more productive and proactive to success than it is for you just staying stagnant where you are. So sometimes you have to get out of your comfort zone. Sometimes you have to get out your way of thinking. And sometimes you have to ask for help. Understanding the integrity, the levels of integrity, looking down who you are, do you need help? And it's okay if you don't need help. We all get by with a little help from a friend sometimes. So if you need some help, if you need some guidance, of course, head over to RevanConcepts.com and we can get you the coaching you need. I will see everyone on the next episode of Coaching A Session. Until then, everyone take care.